Hello and welcome to 100 Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Sandra Lewin and I am your host. I'm on the mission to make insurance a career choice, not a chance. Together with my amazing guests, we are sharing our career stories, tips and much more and hope to inspire to join and remain in insurance. The industry is changing, so it couldn't be a better time to showcase the fantastic women across the insurance market. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to 100 Women in Insurance. Charlotte Florence, I'm very happy you're here. We have something really exciting to talk about. Spoiler alert, we are talking about influencers. I think that's, yeah, I'll put it that way. It's a, it's a good spoiler alert. Um, so Charlotte, uh, you are an account executive at WTW, but you are also a chair of Next Generation and Insurance Network. And Florence, you are lead client advisor at Partners End, but you are also a chairwoman of Biba East Midland Committee and vice president of CII Leicester. I mean, what an impressive um, for the both of you sort of things that you guys get involved in. Amazing. So I'm very excited to have you both here. We do have two guests, which is actually quite new for the podcast. Um, and we might be going down that way. Who knows? Um, and we are here to talk about CII, New Generation Programme, but we're also here to talk about insurance influencers, which I'm loving that term more and more. Um, it's funny, I did a poll actually not long ago on insurance influencers versus insurance ambassadors. And um, I think there is a bit of a stigma on influencer word. Um, but I feel like we should do a campaign around the city influencer in the wild in insurance. <laughs> so anyway, we'll get into it. But before we get into it, I would really love to know, we always start with your career journey here on the podcast. And I start with the question, was career in insurance a choice or a chance? Charlotte, we'll go over to you. Um, it was a definite chance for me uh, while I was at university. Um, I attended one of these women um, women in leadership events that was put on by a company called The Bright Network. And I went while I was still at university and everyone was talking about where they'd done their spring week. And I was like, what is the spring week? Okay. And then everyone was talking about all of their internships that they had lined up. And I just thought, I really need to get myself on an internship. <laughs> and all I figured out is that I wanted to work in the city That is, as far as I thought about it. So I just went and applied for loads of internships one of which being at WTW and I got an assessment centre call for there and I thought oh I'll just go for practice because you look at the you know the career and what I knew about insurance I thought that doesn't sound like it's for me but you know it's a great practice I'm not going to turn it down but as soon as I got to the offices met the people that were interviewing me I was suddenly really annoyed that I hadn't done more preparation because mm. I was like no I want to be them like they're the people I want to be and I haven't prepared but luckily, I did get the internship, then got onto the graduate program at WTW. And now I'm still there um, as an account executive and really enjoying it. So yeah, definite chance, but very, very happy that all of the stars aligned. Amazing. And what a transition You've kind of come in with like, oh, that'd be practice, not really feeling this. And then within just that assessment center, you're like, well, this is my life. I'm getting it. Yeah, because <laughs> I just saw that it was three women that interviewed me and I was like, no, that's that's who I want to be. Because when you're that age, you're you're just looking for who you want to be and it to be a picture painted for you. So meeting those people, I was like, 
they seem like they really enjoy their job they seem like in control of what they do and I was suddenly like oh my gosh that's it but yeah I was very annoyed that I hadn't taken it more seriously but luckily it was fine (laughs) (laughs) I mean you're touching on an interesting point which we we may or may not touch later but actually the importance of representation in the room because your perception could have been slightly different if the people in the room were were different so an interesting A quick advice straight away though is if you're having those days for um, recruitment days, make sure you bring diverse um, employees to it. But we'll, we'll try not to sidetrack here because I want to hear Florence, your answer, career choice or a chance? Uh, absolute chance. Um, very similar to Charlotte, um, but I didn't actually go to university. I applied for university. I got in. Um, and then one night, I think about two weeks before I was due to move into halls of residence, I sort of completely panicked and thought no I want I want a career I want to buy a house I want to buy a car I want to you know move up the ladder so I applied for loads of apprenticeships online um, and then the next day I had an interview with the recruitment agent who then got me an interview at what was oval insurance broking at the time the following day I started a week later so um and I just remember getting a call from the recruitment agent saying Oh, like I've, I've managed to walk from the offices around the corner to where I was getting picked up by my friend and the recruitment agent rang saying oh they love you they want to offer you the job even with your pink hair and your lip piercing because that's how like fresh out of school I was it was just <laughs> complete chance um but similar to Charlotte sort of like the best chance ever because it's one of those things like similar I was two women interviewed me and I've sat there thinking mm. oh they're really professional they've got their stuff together they you know they know where they want to be and yeah I also looked at them and thought that's that's what I want so it was um, a really nice experience yeah it's that that sounds incredible and, and I'm shocked we we've lost the pink hair I mean that would have been a really <laughs> yeah, beautiful addition I yeah. think you should you should really consider bringing Bring that back in I'll think about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So if if you were to, you know, for anyone listening, I'm always very keen to explain the variety of roles available in the market. And I do say it in a think of a TikTok um, day in life uh, video, but I don't mean what you do throughout the day is a TikTok day in life to explain what your role actually is. Um, and I'll, I'll sort of mix it up is Florence, if you can briefly speak about what does a lead client advisor do but as well actually I'm quite keen to know what does a chairwoman do (laughs) of course um day-to-day role lead client advisor I manage a team of um five women actually which is a lovely team um and we are client advisors for um insurance programs so um you've got your client executives and then client advisors who sit behind the scenes and do a lot of negotiation put all the documents together um so in my role as a team leader i would it's really just supporting my team um with the skills and materials that they need to get their job done um client advising is very much like a a people focused career so it's a lot of social skills um negotiation is a key one with insurers and clients and also sometimes your client executive because you might have different ideas and different um thought processes so it's a big relationship management piece. Um, and then as chairwoman, um, I'm still, I still feel really new in the role, even though it will be a year in January. Um, but it's to try and, so Bieber are this awesome um, sort of 
organisation which go to Parliament and, you know, um, lobby for things to protect the insurance industry. So it's really getting to know local members within the East Midlands region. Um, what What's keeping them up at night? What troubles them? What struggles they're having in insurance? Feeding that back to Bieber so they can then come up with support and advice or take it to Parliament and bits like that. And also hosting events, which is the fun, really fun part. Always fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always fun. What about you, Charlotte? What 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 do you do in your role? And as well, do please talk about being a chairwoman as well. Yeah, so my role is hybrid. So I get to do some days from home and then some days I go into the office and I'm based in the London office. And I'm also in a client-facing role, so it's very client-led when I go in. So I often try to explain to people that I'm like for the client their port of call or their like way into WTW as an insurance broker so they'll come to me with their queries and um any yeah any questions or concerns they have and then I'll kind of filter that through and find the right people and bring the right people together at WTW um and we yeah sort out their insurance programs we answer any concerns they have on risk management so sim a bit similar to flow in terms of the skills that we need so very yeah people-centered role lots of communication skills and then as the chair for the next generation in insurance network that's very much focused on people that work in insurance so the idea of the network which is one of the um, inclusion at Lloyd networks is to create networking opportunities for young people in the industry, more so now since the pandemic, because mm. we're all in these hybrid roles and everyone used to, you know, get together, bump into each other, meet different people from different companies really easily. But now that's just not happening. I might go in on a Wednesday and Thursday, someone else is going in on Monday, Tuesday. So we just don't cross paths. So it's putting on these events, both social events, but also educational events as well, just to create that networking space for young people where they can share about each other's roles. Because um, I think that's really interesting for everyone to find out what everyone else is doing and also share about their companies as well. So just creating those um, opportunities that are there less so naturally now. It's, it's such an important um, point, actually. I've read recently a statistics is one of the London reports that says 35% of young people in the market just can't even find a mentor or anyone to speak to because of the hybrid working. Um, and there's some other statistics, I remember, I think it was like 60% are uh, lacking confidence to sort of speak up and network. And, and it's all because of hybrid working. And as much as it's great to have the hybrid working, we kind of forget about the um, the, the negative, the, the cons of actually hybrid working, which is that networking piece. I mean, you both are very busy, right? So you have your job, which I'm sure is very busy, and then you do so many incredible things. Plus, you were part of, well, you were part of the CII New Generation program. So it's a lot going on. We'll, we'll talk about the program in a minute, but what I really want to know is how do you manage all this? How do you do it? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I think it's one of my yeah it's it's definitely one of my like personality traits in life in general maybe taken off more than I can um I can imagine <laughs> no but uh, I've got a very supportive company um so they want I feel that they want me to develop 
and that they see that these opportunities like being the chair of the next generation insurance network being on the CII new generation program they see that as feeding into my development so with the CII new generation program I had support from my line manager to take part in that program and they knew that it would take up x amount of hours that I needed to commit to the program that would be taken out of my day-to-day -day role so that was kind of fed into what my capacity was in terms of taking on client work so if you work with your company to take on the additional opportunities and they see the benefit because mm. it's helping me develop if I'm further developed I'm going to feed back into my role better then you can kind of all work as a big team to be able to manage everything and take all the opportunities that are out there. That's a good point. That definitely helps if you have a company on site because you then don't spend most of your nights doing it as well. You yeah. actually openly can can do it at your job. What about yourself, Lawrence? Very similar. Um, I think it's important to find a company where your values like align in, in that respect. And hmm. um, both Charlotte and I are obviously looking to work for companies who are happy to invest in us and the bigger picture, who understand personal brand and things like that. It's also very good for the company themselves. Um, and I guess as well for me, because we've probably all spent nights squirrelling away at like 10, 11 o'clock, like doing st stuff because we're involved in all the extra areas. But um, it's important to like love what you do, which I think is the beauty of insurance. Because you love it, you it doesn't always feel like a chore, like the networking events that you put on. Like I see that them as like an added bonus to the job because mm. it's a bit like event organizing which I don't actually get to do on the day job but it's it's all for the benefit of the industry which is yeah well just it sort of comes naturally sometimes yes it does get stressful though <laughs> but yeah I think I think it's an interesting point about it's contributing towards the industry because we often a lot of companies get hang up on, you know, the job needs to be done. And I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't, but the problem is that if if we don't allow people to contribute small or bit larger scale, because I know some people really contribute on larger scale, um, but any small piece that we can give to the industry back kind of ensures the whole industry's success. So, you know, I, I do struggle with the concept where people are not allowed to actually um participate now obviously it comes with being able to do your job and I'm sure both of you are doing your jobs really really well which then gives the company confidence for you to do something else so talking about the CII new generation program for those who don't know what is it Charlotte do you want to go <laughs> yeah so um, it's a program that the CI put on annually um, so if you're listening and you're interested um, the next cohort has just kicked off but start having a look now to see if you're interested and then you can sign up for next year um, but there's a number of groups and you're supported to tackle an issue in the industry so what I really liked about it is that it's very open like scope wise about what you want to research um, yeah tackle look into and it's also supported by training and development sessions throughout mm. the program so we got to go to parliament um, and we've done a couple of um, sessions there as well talking about all of our ideas we had um, media training yeah it was, so it's great because it's a development program but you've also got this project that you're all working towards in your individual groups but the scope for that is you know what what are you guys interested in I think it's that whole point of you're doing it on the side of your day job so everyone 
needs to be interested in it so that you want to spend the time on it so yeah when we our group tackled like the talent um the talent war um in insurance and there were a couple of groups that did that actually so it's obviously a bit of a pressing issue on everyone's mind that's that's I didn't realize you I knew there was a project within I didn't realize how much development actually included that's that's incredible I mean Florence why did you why did you join that program why did you sign up I'd seen it for a couple of years like advertised um but I always assumed I don't know I wasn't at the right level because I'd looked into it and it was Mm. coming up with a project completely you know off your own backs um but yeah I don't I just thought it looks really interesting I'd seen the training days and just sort of took a chance a bit bit like um choosing a career in insurance but um and yeah, just sort of, it fell really nicely. It wasn't, um, I think, I, as I've already said, I'm a big, I like to build up my personal brand and I love to network. And I think um, it's, it was a great opportunity to get in a room with other future leaders and people who are going to be big in insurance, you know. So um, as we know, it's not always, it's sometimes obviously what what you know, but it's who you know, isn't it? And I met some wonderful, amazing people on on the course. So probably one of the things I'm most thankful for is the people that I met. Amazing. And you said you made an assumption you were not ready for it. What was it a correct assumption now that you've done it? So thinking, you know, someone is listening and like, yeah, I've heard about it, but no, not not it, not ready. What what advice would you give someone? You are ready. Um, just go for <laughs> it because you won't regret it. Like. Um, like Charlotte said, the scope is so wide. I think I almost thought there would be more, you have to do something like this in the programme, but it, it was literally, here's your group, do do what you want. Um, I think our group, we were the first ones that I know of that did something other than a report. So that was like completely new. And when we like pitched to the CII for this video, and they were like, yeah, great. We've never had anything like that before. Um, but even we were a bit like, oh no, what if we, what if we signed ourselves up for? Because we don't know how to do this. But um, it was the biggest, best learning curve I've had in the last last couple of years. Amazing. That's that's so exciting. And Charlotte, offline before we went on uh, and start recording, um, you know, you're a chair of insurance network, but you've mentioned networking is not really something you put yourself in forward yet you joined the program so tell me a bit more about that for for those who you know oh I'm afraid of people I don't want to sort of network I don't want to be there what can you yeah. turn around <laughs> for them in the mindset <laughs> yeah so that networking to me fills me with dread walking into a room of people that I don't know and having to go up and say hi I'll help you know or I'm yeah I'm feeling freaked out now so what I do because you have to network it's like so essential to build your network is I put myself in positions where I get to work with people to build my network mm. so doing the CII new generation program I've now expanded my network not by just walking into a room and having to introduce myself to people but I've worked on a project with them so now I've probably got a deeper um, relationship and connection with them and building my network same with the next generation in insurance network I joined the committee because the idea of turning up to those events without knowing anyone really filled me with dread so I joined the committee to work with people on the events and then I'm at the event with people I know so it's easier so it's about thinking how am I going to get around it because walking into a room where you don't know people that's not everyone's 
like skill set or cup of tea and you do have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone but there's other ways to do it so this is like the way that I get around my um yeah networking sphere that's that's brilliant I I share your fear um I went through a phase of giving myself a a target that all you have to do is walk in and say hello to one person and you're free to go <laughs> and literally I would turn up to certain events and I'll be like hello all right I'm out <laughs> and then slowly you know build on it but for me groundbreaking was actually LinkedIn because you're not necessarily like you build that relationship before you meet in person which felt much more comfortable or networking with people on LinkedIn before I attend an event again it felt bit more like that that first barrier was gone so it's interesting you found your way because I think we all can agree networking is is what you need in order to sort of succeed but I like that you you've done a different spin on networking what about you Florence how do you feel about networking I do love it um I think it's quite easy easy to get burnt out though you know you need to Mm. take a lot of time to recharge your social social batteries but um yeah I, I I didn't always love it though. I hated it when I first joined. I remember um, my boss at Oval being like, "Oh, you're going to a networking event," and I was like, "No, like, I can't go on my own. Send me with somebody. What do I say? What like? It's the small talk that really like scared me mm. because I can talk about insurance till till you fall asleep. But um, yeah, the the small talk was the bit that made me nervous. But it's practice, isn't it? Experience and yeah, I, I like Charlotte's way of uh, doing it though. <laughs> yeah I like that you 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 receive and you give back because you're actually doing something whilst you're networking which is brilliant um so tell me about the project itself the project name I believe is insurance influencer which was my spoiler alert at the beginning absolutely loving the name um I think we need I'm a big advocate of of the whole influencer piece around insurance. Um, it does have a stigma to its name but I think that's exactly what we need because the narrative is so negative of insurance careers and then just as yourself Charlotte it takes literally an hour and someone goes oh my god why have I not looked into this before uh, and the truth is influencer world is you know what what other brands and and industries rely on yet we are a bit sort of shy around this I am absolutely when I heard about the name I thought brilliant 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 amazingly you guys gone that and that route but tell me about the project. What was the project um, and what were the sort of results of it? So we, we decided pretty early on, didn't we, Charlotte, that um, we wanted to focus on the war, war on talent. Um, but we took a different approach in that we knew influencers are such a like prominent role in this day and age and the younger generation. Um, but also that insurance influences so much. So we loved the name insurance influencer quite early on. Um, then we decided to create some material that can actually be used by people in insurance, you know, so not just not just the CII, but also our employers, other insurance companies. Um, but we also want it to leave insurance because if the video stays in insurance, it's not going to change the, the narrative, is it? So, um, yeah, we want to get it into schools, colleges, universities, uh, careers advisor networks, um, literally everywhere we want it to go far and wide that was the initial sort of idea of it because we want people to watch it and think oh that looks interesting let me let me see what jobs I can find in insurance that's brilliant and what did you actually do then what's that I mean I've seen this but I really don't want to spoil it (laughs) so I think I I want you guys to tell about it so Charlotte what, what was the actual output of it 
Yeah, so we've created a video as well as a kind of complimentary leaflet with some more information. But the video is supposed to be, it's almost a bit of an advert into careers in insurance. So just like shining this light on, oh, actually, it's not this really boring thing where we all sit in dingy offices and speak to people on the phone all the time. Um, so we we all had the same perception and we thought yeah everyone's got this misconception that insurance is really boring so we want this video kind of short video that can be shared on social media again thinking about our target audience being the younger generation short attention span we want to like catch capture their imagination um use social media and just yeah shine a light on the industry so that people start thinking you know oh yeah actually that looks quite cool working in insurance looks quite cool so we're up there with oh I want to work in law I want to be an accountant like why isn't insurance up there we, we don't understand it because really the work-life balance and some of the perks are a bit better in insurance than in law so that's what we wanted to create with this video so that would be the insight bit and the bit to draw people in and then we have this leaflet with um, a bit more information um, on careers and insurance um, details about the ACII qualification you can get so that's a degree equivalent um, qualification um, some different companies um, apprenticeship programs graduate schemes so just to like get people more involved so that's the idea of the whole campaign is to like capture people into the industry and then draw them in with the leaflet and more information amazing and i have seen the video and it's just sorry florence because okay. i was just going to say i've seen the video and i don't know how to make justice whilst people are listening but like if i can ask anyone to go and have a look at it and we'll share where it is it's just brilliant like well done it's brilliant sorry florence you were going to say something. that was there anything i was going to say if you want to check out the materials it's on the cii website um is it cii.co.uk forward slash insurance influencer We've got our own website. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link on this podcast as well because everyone has to see it. What can people do with that content? Because as you said, I mean, you guys created something incredible. So like, what can people do with it? What What would be your advice if anyone sees it and has a platform, how they can, well, they don't even have a platform and they want to get going. How can they share it? Just share it. I mean, the, it's downloadable version. So um, share it on any platform you've got. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, the big thing is getting it into schools and colleges. So if you've got any close contacts or you've got a son or a daughter or whoever at a school asking if you can put that video into the sort of like careers unit so it can be shown to students, I think would be amazing. Yeah, it's it's. what do you think it will take to change that perspective? I, I do always find it so fascinating that you know, insurance, I mean, it's been the best kept secret for so many years, right? And, and we all working really hard to kind of remove that, um, that secret and, and open it up. And I think everyone understands why and everyone understands the benefits of it. But what do you think will, will shift that needle of, of narrative of insurance being actually a great career choice, not a chance? <laughs> I'm hoping that more people um, want to share the career and we we want a more diverse workforce so we need to start shouting like far and wide about our career so I'm hoping that the people that are in insurance now feel in a similar way to Flo and I that we want to talk about it and we kind of need to get rid of this like no one wants to sit and go yeah my job's amazing blah 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 because everyone doesn't want to you know it's like a thing we all have we don't want to brag and whatever but we need to you know say I oh, know actually you know don't go oh yeah no I work in insurance and just 
end of the conversation when someone asks what you do like they do explain what you do and why it's good and bring it to life for people and especially if you've got people thinking about like talking about what they want to do in the future like throw it into the mix and show them that that's an option as well so yeah I'm hoping that people's mindset within the industry is changing and we want to share it because yeah I don't want to keep this um, secret to myself about insurance I want to share it I'm always like telling people you thought about insurance you thought about insurance um so yeah hopefully that changes is in in the movement already that's that's brilliant yeah would you add anything to it Florence not really no I mean Charlotte I think we've discussed it before like how many friends and like family members do you have that are always like oh my gosh what you're doing that you're going to this dinner tonight or like or they'll react to a story on Instagram and they'll be like oh where are you and you say a work event and they're like what your job's so fun how do I get a job in insurance so people are still shocked even though they they see us enjoying it like every day um so it's yeah making insurance that like sexy chosen career isn't it (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting thing because a lot of people, to your point, whenever I speak to people and say, just just talk about your job, but I don't want to brag, which is exactly what you're Charlotte saying, but we're not really saying brag that how amazing you are at your job. They're absolutely fine to do that. Um, but actually just show your day-to-day, isn't it? And if you are active on social media or if you would like to be, because I know there is there's a stigma around, I can only be on social media when I'm young or it's only young people that can be on social media. But increasingly I'm meeting people who are um, sort of good couple of years into their career and they go in, I want to give back. And if giving back means I show up a bit more on social media and just literally showcase what I'm doing. I mean, I'm finding time lapses are just groundbreaking for my account personally. <laughs> Whenever I post a time lapse, it just goes through the roof. Whenever I post like short videos, it doesn't. But like find your thing that works for you and just show what you do. That in itself, isn't it, will we'll kind of... Um, change that narrative and and start showing up more on social media is that do you think that's the that's the right way of going about it definitely and I think you know you touched on it earlier that when we say influencers everyone's like oh because it's a new career being an influencer like an actual influencer everything's oh all they do is you know take pictures of stuff and what but no actually that's a really powerful tool to influence people and you can use your social media to influence and put things out there positively so it's getting past that stigma as well around social media that yeah it's, it's for young people and it's it's silly social media is silly it's not, well actually people are making a whole career out of it so social, social media is not silly it's quite a serious tool and we should be using it to our advantage as well so powerful yeah and what you're saying influence it's actually a powerful place to be yeah i really like that we talk about personal brand don't we these influencers have like the best personal brand out there Um, so we've probably got a lot to learn from (laughs) these influencers haven't we well it's funny you say that i've been speaking to um shanti from uh ican um and we were talking about how when it comes to events for example in insurance we kind of always fall into the same format but we should really look at other industries, how do they run the events and bring that concept into insurance. You know, a lot of my friends work in like Apple, Microsoft, all these kind of cool brands that I think, uh, you know, and when I speak to them about some stuff that we do, they're like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, and they tell me what they get to do and what they do as their networking events or as their client events. And I'm like, 
yeah we should we should bring that in i can see how that would make our industry look so much cooler um you know <laughs> than it is, does now so i think that's a it's a really powerful personal brand and influencer doesn't mean you know beautiful long red dresses in the lloyds um though <laughs> i dare someone to take a photo you know like yeah, that would be oh, imagine <laughs> imagine do you know what? here's an idea anyone brave enough like if you want to be that like you know the travel accounts where they have these gorgeous outfits in like the most remote location imagine that but around in uh, like the one square mile of the Lloyd's Market or anywhere else in the UK or around the world in like the insurance areas in the office in your gown <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, I always take things extreme, but you know, if you see Sandra walking around Lloyd's in a, a nice long red dress, then we know what's happening. Yeah, you know what's happening. Yeah, content creating. This is this is really sparking me, and I, yeah, I feel there's a dare coming up, and I'm a bit of a competitive person. Anyway, um, but the point, Charlotte, you, I think you raised there around influencer is not actually a negative word when we dissect it to being able to influence change um and social media is a powerful marketing tool and it's i always listen to a lot of social media people um sort of you know specialists and they always say it's a free tool as a concept it's a free tool so why not use it as your we spend so much money in marketing campaigns social media is free so yeah anyway reining back to what companies can do and you both touched on your in uh, sort of uh, interview days and seeing people that you know you looked up to and you felt oh these are incredible people like i want to be them i'm sure if anyone's listening to this career, to this podcast and it's at the beginning of the career or actually even a good couple of years in like me I'm looking at you and I'm like I want to be like you um you know it's there's so many incredible what can companies do to make sure that they actually do attract it so so say someone's seen that video and they're like hmm, actually yeah let me come along what can they do that we don't lose that interest in, in that first instance I was thinking about this because when I was on my way to my assessment centre, I did have, like, I thought, oh, better research the company quickly. Mm. And there's not like a section that's like for, they put so much money into recruitment and acquisition. But if you go onto the About Us, it's very like, you know, client focused, very, you know, this is what we do as a corporate standpoint. But there's kind of that bit missing that if someone's researching as someone that wants to join your company, there's nothing really to like interest them from that mm. aspect. And that's, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I've seen any companies with that kind of like page on their website, but yeah, that's, if I'd been on the train, if when I'd been Googling it, there'd been something a bit like this video that came up when looking at that company, I would have been more excited going to the interview anyway, and would have been prepared for it, but I just haven't seen that. Um, and when they spend so much money on recruitment, it doesn't make sense. There's like this bit potentially missing. That That's a really, you know, um, the big fours, they have incredible about us recruitment pages with some mm. really cool videos and kind of real insight. Well, insight to some expect to, to the people there and the jobs. You're right. Not many insurance companies, they literally have like a landing page that just has very often not real photos. Uh, as well um 
yeah it's a very very good point that kind of initial when I look at your website and that's what especially young talent will be doing is what's your social media what's your website um because I always say if you get your employees posting about your company as well and tagging that is you can write whatever script you want but actually if people the work that don't show up that's where you're missing the gap what about you friends what do you think should be added to it yeah, I've I've always thought job adverts don't do do justice mm. to the careers that are actually on offer. So there's definitely a lot of work to be done on companies selling themselves. But I think it's also like insurance companies, brokers and insurers alike, their responsibility to sort of try and keep the young talent invested once they're in the door. So you can get them in the door, but then we see it you see it happen time and time again but they sort of panic and they're like oh we've got a really young talented person here let's let's not let them do anything because otherwise they'll get poached um and that's just like it's just going to make them look elsewhere because they'll see other people you know other people going to these events and networking and building a brand so it's engage like charlotte said earlier in finding a company that will engage with you on your development understand that development isn't always just internal within that company um and from research that i've done in other sort of like projects and roles it's always been for, for young people they need to know what the next step is even if it's it's not necessarily set in stone it's this is where you are now these are your options which one would you like to aim towards this is what you know remuneration will look like this is what your job role could look like it's knowing that you have a next step the minute you don't have a next step, you get bored, switched off, you'll start looking elsewhere. And so it's making sure that once you've attracted that talent, um, it's looking after them and keeping them invested and keeping them busy and enjoying the role. Um, like Charlotte, for example, she's been at WTW since her graduate scheme, you know, for a reason, because they've obviously looked after her. And so it's just um, investing in your people, they'll invest back in you, won't they? Show people the fun side to insurance. Don't, don't keep them chained to the desk. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I love that. I mean, so many incredible tips, advice, um, insights throughout this whole episode. I've absolutely loved it. And I can, like, we are just warming up. Um, but we do have to come to a close. So um, just bringing us back to the CIA New Generation programme, um, for anyone that's interested in it, they can go onto the website and apply for not this cohort, but the next one starts sort of looking into it. Um, this can they reach out and kind of speak to anyone about it if they want to find out? Yeah, definitely. I think if you have a look on um, LinkedIn, anyone who's ex CII New Gen is more than happy to talk about the program, even for this cohort. I think. Um, we did a bit of a presentation to some people about why they should apply. I had a lot of people reach out asking about my experience. Um, so everyone is very friendly. Um, so definitely anyone that you see who has been part of it, more than happy to talk to you about it and explain a bit more. Sounds like a brilliant program. So definitely. And then the other key takeaway is go and check out the insurance influencer and share, share, share and contribute towards the overall good but using your incredible tools that you've created which is we're very lucky to have them um available to us basically so all we have to do is pick them up and share isn't it so the hard work's been done <laughs> um by yourself so fantastic so i always close the podcast um uh asking 
about one thing that you got to experience thanks to being in insurance that you think you wouldn't have otherwise? Florence, I go over to you first. Uh, this is quite easy for me, actually. I had an amazing opportunity um, when I was with Gallagher to go to India um, and train a service team over there. So whilst I was only there for a week, it's a part of the world I would never have thought to go to on my own, probably without without my career, training the people, meeting all the wonderful people. Um, so yeah, India, travelling there, um, seeing the sites and meeting some incredible insurance people in another country. Um, yeah, that's got to be an highlight for me brilliant wow incredible opportunity really incredible amazing what about yourself charlotte i don't know how i'm gonna follow that one because that's a lot better than <laughs> it mine. is quite a hard one <laughs> <laughs> um no i was going to say um that my experience with the insurance industry is it's not very hierarchical at all so i've had a lot of opportunities to be put in front of clients in front of ceos ceos and present and really push myself so I don't think I would have had those opportunities not working in insurance but um yeah they're happy to kind of let me have a go and uh, and grow myself so that's what I'd say incredible oh so good thank you so much for sharing those what a great ways to sort of close this and and share your experiences and showcase that insurance is fun <laughs> uh, which is what this is all about so thank you very much i really enjoyed speaking to you and thank you for joining the podcast and look forward to seeing your career and your future projects and who knows we might be in the big gowns taking photos across the insurance market <laughs> Love it. thanks for having us yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Help us spread the word by following us on LinkedIn and TikTok at 100 Women in Insurance. Rate our podcast and share it on your social media platforms. Remember, this is a podcast for you, so your opinion matters to us. If you have any recommendations or comments, please get in touch through our social media. We would love to hear from you. See you in our next episode.